hi, and welcome back to our second part of our last week on our identity series. In this second part, we'll be considering the Christian and politics. The Christian and politics. What does it mean to be an American Christian? The answer to this question may seem obvious to some, but is it so obvious? It seems that most people just assume that we all recognize the same implications of how our faith should inform our political values, but let's not assume. In this section, I'd like for us to consider how the Bible guides our perception of our identity, both as Christians and as Americans. And the real question is, what does it mean to be both a citizen of the United States and a citizen of the everlasting kingdom of God? Sadly, many Christians today fall into the trap of what has often been called Christian nationalism. Uh, what this perspective essentially boils down to is equating a biblical morality with conservative political standings. Now, Christian nationalism seeks to instill one's country with all the values of the Christian faith. In many ways, it seeks to make the U.S. a Christian nation. And at first, that might sound appealing. I mean, isn't that what God wants? Well, not exactly. We need some nuance. When Jesus came, he made it quite clear that his kingdom is not of this world. Pontius Pilate confronted him just before his crucifixion, and in John 18, he asked, Are you king of the Jews? And Jesus answered, Do you say this of your own accord? Or did others say it to you about me? Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Your own nation and the chief priests have delivered you over to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would have been fighting, that I might not be delivered over to the Jews. But my kingdom is not from the world. First, we must understand that the kingdom of God under, underwent a dramatic change when Jesus came to inaugurate his lordship on the earth. You see, no longer was God's kingdom defined by the geopolitical nation of Israel as it had been in the Old Testament, but now God's kingdom was extending to the ends of the earth and his church was being built. And this means that we ought not to think of that God's purpose is to save and redeem the geopolitical nations of the world, but rather his elect people whom he chose before the foundation of the world. This is how he is building his church. Secondly, our identity as Christians is not defined by a particular political party or even by our earthly citizenship. We believe that abortion is a great evil, that it is the murder of a human child. Yet, we are not, each of us, commanded by God to take the exact same action against it. We believe also that marriage and sexual union should be only between one man and one woman. But we don't all have to vote the same way on every issue. You see, the reason for this is because God doesn't call us to make our nation more Christian. He calls us to join with him in making disciples of Jesus. God's kingdom is about the people, not about the policies. However, it's also important that we recognize that political authority is not in itself 
evil. As Christians, who have an eternal inheritance in God's kingdom, which is to be consummated at the end of the age, for now, we're called to live in this world by faith. And what that faith looks like in relation to politics is found in Romans 13, where Paul writes, Let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed, and those who resist will incur judgment. For rulers are not a terror to good conduct, but to bad. Would you have no fear of the one who is in authority? Then do what is good, and you will receive his approval, for he is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain. For he is the servant of God, an avenger who carries out God's wrath on the wrongdoer. Therefore, one must be in subjection, not only to avoid God's wrath, but also for the sake of conscience. We are called, friends, to submit to the governing authorities that God has placed over us by honoring God. Simply, that is how we do it, uh, the God who instituted them. We don't need to Christianize our government for us to recognize their legitimate authority and to submit to the authority that God himself has given them. In fact, governing authorities are part of God's common grace, his goodness to all mankind, Christian or non-Christian. And because that's the case, it's good that a government have at least some basic moral code. Morals are important to a society, but, but nothing as, extemp as extensive as the whole Ten Commandments, which deals with the proper worship of God, honoring parents, and even matters of, uh, of covetousness, which happen, you know, inside our hearts. Um, these things are specifically given to God's people. So, at the end of the day, who are you as an American Christian? Are you more concerned with who's in the White House or who's in the throne of heaven? Are you more politically active or more evangelistically engaged? It's not the same. What does your heart long for in the times of political tensions? Do you just want to be right? Do you just want everyone to agree with you and think the same way as you? Do you wish that everyone would just conform uh, to what you think they should be doing? These are hard questions. And friends, there's only one that we are called to conform to, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. And we need not fear. The good news isn't that we got our favorite uh, political leader in office, but that Jesus reigns from heaven with grace and justice and with power and authority to forgive sins, to forgive all our selfishness and pride. And he gives us the hope of a new heaven and a new earth where we will rule together with him forever in a world without sin, sickness, or death. So may your identity in Christ move you to yearn more and more for what the, the author of the Hebrews calls the city that has foundations, whose designer and builder is God. <laughs>